Brave Podcast Network. Sick of being stuck and uninspired and living in fear? Yeah, me too. That's why I created the Get Your Brave On podcast, because I was looking for something that wasn't a push alert on my phone or a negative news story to start my day. Get Your Brave On is a podcast you can listen to while you're getting ready in the morning, brushing your teeth or putting your makeup on or getting your cardio in. Get exactly the motivation and inspiration you need to silence fear and do one brave thing a day. Make sure that you follow so you don't miss an episode. We start the week off with a topic, an inspiration. Then the next episode is a prayer about that. The third episode of the week, a faith-based meditation. The rest of the week includes stories from listeners just like you on how you're facing fear and getting your brave on. Share yours at 530-4-AMANDA. And I bring you experts to give you advice on how to silence fear when it comes to your faith, family, finances, fitness, and we even get to have some fun. Don't miss an episode. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and I'll send you my free Brave Life Planner. Another thing you can start your day with instead of negative news. It is a specific plan to boot up your bravery and set your mind on the right things, the good things. And then a daily planner to help you choose one brave thing a day. If you use this every day for 30 days, that's 30 brave things things you've done in a month. Just think of how brave you will be by the end of the year. 365% more brave. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and make sure you follow the podcast. So glad you're here. Life Audio. I'm telling you, if you really look back on your life, everything you're proud of is right on the other side of fear. This is a very special podcast for you. 12 opportunities you can find in your moment of chaos by going one step beyond where you would normally stop with chaos coach, Corinne Hancock. She has a background in international aid and global development. During the pandemic, when she couldn't travel the world, she became a victim advocate in Colorado for her local police department. And by trade, she trains CEOs on how to handle chaos, and she's about to train you for free. But first, I wanted to give you this really special opportunity. If you feel empty, exhausted, lost, but you want to experience joy again, confidence and independence, you need coaching to become more fulfilled, then sign up for my five weeks to Get Your Brave On personal coaching program at getyourbraveon.info. I will walk you through step-by-step what you need to do to start your morning routine off right, to find your why, to make a goal, circle a date on the calendar, and then we will together go step-by-step to make that plan so you can be 1% more brave and get that life you've always dreamed of. So sign up at getyourbraveon.info. Comcast Business gives you more for your small business with our new gig speed Wi-Fi plus unlimited data. Ask how to get up to a $750 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Ends 12-4-2022. Restrictions apply. Requires new gigabit extra bundle with two-year agreement. Get fast, reliable speeds at home and on the go with internet and mobile from Xfinity. Switch to Xfinity Internet with unlimited data included so you can do more of what you love online. There's no annual contract required, so it's risk-free, and it comes with a two-year internet rate guarantee. Plus, when you add Xfinity Mobile, you'll get connected to the fastest mobile service, and you'll get major savings. Go to Xfinity.com faster, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more. Restrictions apply. So Corinne, would you say you're like an expert on chaos? I don't know if I'm a chaos expert, but I like to call myself a chaos coach. I think that's better learning as well. That's absolutely better. So I got to tell you, I don't know if you know how I found you. So this is a unique way for me to do a podcast because a lot of the time I have known the person or it's someone I've met and someone I have seen speak and I I haven't done any of that, but you found my boyfriend, Sean saw you speak at a Vistage group and for a long time ago and for months, he's been telling me, it could have been a year. He's like, I really think you should look up Corinne on LinkedIn. I really think that she's your people and you would really like her and you need to talk to her. So, so that I've heard about the way that you speak to teach businesses 
how to handle chaos. And I feel like you would be great for, I call my audience, my brave babes, because we are women choosing to live a strong and courageous life, no matter what plot twist goes down. So can you help us? I think what is the number one way that you have figured out how to be obsessed with chaos and actually like it? Like what is happening? I love that story. I mean, I actually (laughs) was super curious because when you reached out to me on LinkedIn, I'm like, Get your brave on. Are you kidding me? That is the coolest title, the coolest stuff I've ever heard. I want to know this woman. And oh, thank I you. love that connection. So that's so cool. I'm so glad. And I just felt the same way. So it is really fun. And you know, I'm excited to be in this now group of brave babes. Yes. Because, you know, like you, I'm also a mother of two teenage boys and you know, trying to juggle it all. And I do spend most of my time navigating and working with CEOs and companies on helping them become chaos ready, thriving in chaos. And, and, you know, but the background is, you know, more of a career in global health and working in international aid and development. So I am a leadership coach by trade, but I spent that time um, and that, that path using it mostly overseas. So doing a lot of programs and um, I worked for a very large nonprofit called Project Cure as their clinics director. And I led medical and training teams all over the world for many years. And you just truly can't make up the things that go wrong. I mean, it just, no matter how much you prepare, no matter what you're doing, you're leading teams. Some people have never even been overseas. You're in the most chaotic environments. And truly it just, uh, it just kept transforming into this career of, of getting through really chaotic, challenging times and, and finding that I could lead teams to still be successful and stay focused on the mission and accomplish it. And sometimes, you know, looking back, I I don't quite know how it happened, but it's been really fun now to break it down and create a real system and a way of thinking about it and a relationship with chaos, that it's never a negative. There's actually always opportunity within it. I love it that you said that. I I don't think I would uh, choose a relationship with chaos, but it does seem to choose us sometimes, you know, and, and I was doing some, a lot of research about you, but I don't know a lot about your personal life. I, are you a single mom? I'm a single parent. Yeah. Have you traveled that world as well? Yes, I did. And I, but I have a, I have a significant other. Okay. Because you're kind of like me. Yes. Yes. Okay. Super supportive, but yes. (laughs) Okay. That world. (laughs) So you understand. Okay. That's, I thought so. So when you talk about having a relationship with chaos, that's the way I feel about bravery. It could be similar because it's not, we all know it's not the absence of fear. It's having crazy plot twists happen to you and then figuring out a way to be brave and moving forward. And when I first became a single mom, my kids were very young and I I was not thriving in chaos. I was an absolute wreck and disaster and trapped in fear. And that's where this came from. And get your brave on is not because I feel like Wonder Woman. Okay. I don't have a cape. I don't have boots, but well, I have boots, just not hers. So, but I just understood that one day it hit me that I had to figure out a way to push through fear and choose bravery, kind of like it was the outfit that I put on for the day of get your brave on. So how can we pick what you teach CEOs. We're the CEOs of our lives. What can we do when the plot twist happens and we're like, I did not see this coming instead of freaking out? What are some steps that we can take? Well, the first thing, Amanda, is, you know, amazing to you and amazing to all the women out there who are getting their brave on every day because it looks different for everyone. And I think we have to be really you know, mindful of that and not compare what may be brave to someone else that may be brave to others. Because, you know, most people look at my life, they look at my career, and they're always saying, like, how do you do this? How have you like gone and and why have you spent most of your career overseas working in these war zones and, you know, creating this? And, you know, it's different for all of us. And people would always say, well, how did you do that? And I would say, well, I think I'm someone that always says, yes to the things that most people say no to. And I will be totally vulnerable and honest with you. I can tell you that in my younger years, I think it was more from ego, right? It was a little bit more of a way to be like, I can do this. I'm going to do the things that most people won't do. And 
you know, I doesn't mean I wasn't afraid, but I think you learn to continue to push through it because the most incredible opportunities come right on the other side of fear, right on the other side of pushing through. And so when you really look back at your life, when I look back at mine, everything that I am most proud of, the things that I hold most dear came right on the other side of pushing through one of those most scariest moments or that decision to say yes to something that most people would say no to. And I've always, you know, said that you hear that saying like, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable, but like actually do it. I have a, a practice that I utilize that I try to do something that scares me every day. And, you know, getting your brave on and being brave is, is having that courage, that courage to go one step beyond where you normally stop. And that's different for everyone. And so you can't compare it to me, right? If you did that, you'd be, I mean, that might not be what you need to do. It might be just, hey, maybe try to go out to dinner by yourself or do something (laughs) that is maybe something that feels a little bit uncomfortable to you. And I think, you know, the first thing I always say to people in talking about thriving in chaos is that first you have to understand your relationship with it. How does it actually make you feel? Because it's different for all of us. Chaos for me, actually, you know, chaos is actually sort of confusion and disorder. And not every personality type likes that feeling. I do. I actually really do. I feel the most comfortable in it. But it doesn't mean that everyone does. And that's okay. And so it's one, accepting what your relationship is and accepting what is your next step and saying, How can I push myself? What is it for me? And not comparing. Come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh. Or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family, too, because admission and parking are free. Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. As women of Christ, we may be on the same path, but our journeys are rarely the same. Join me, Catherine Calabeo, as I interview inspiring and encouraging women who share their stories of faith on the Sparkle Speak podcast. Hear from real women who share real stories about things like beating cancer, moving across the country, working in ministry, and becoming mothers. Every courageous and uplifting woman I speak to not only discusses the most powerful moments of her life, but also sheds a light on the lessons she learned. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, and this is my beautiful wife, Elisa. Hey there. We're hosts of the top-rated marriage podcast, The One Extraordinary Marriage Show. This is the show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. Each episode, we share what you can do to create the extraordinary marriage you desire. With over 700 episodes, like Information Overload and Sex Pillows and Wedges, there's something for you. Come join us as we talk sex, love, and commitment. Subscribe to The One Extraordinary Marriage Show today, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on your favorite podcast app. I say I like to be 1% more brave every single day because if I was to put everything, you know, on an Excel spreadsheet of what I needed to do and where I needed to go, it's completely overwhelming. So then I just don't do anything. (laughs) That's not... So just doing one thing a day because I believe that bravery is a habit that we learn to practice. Absolutely. Corinne, I started being brave with a wagon ride. Okay. When my, when I first became a single mom, my kids were four, two and eight weeks old and it was very sudden. And, and I remember calling my friend, I was like, what do I do? Like what? Like, I have no clue. And she goes, just take the kids on a wagon ride around the block. And like, and we survived that wagon ride. You know, and then it was, it's just, you're right. It's just one step at a time. And then I eventually I was living in Washington, DC a year later after that happened, 1% more brave every single day. I had moved to California and started a new career. So it, it ha- you just do one thing a day. So you were talking about just saying yes, and how that's a little bit easier for you. What is it that you think within you that gives you the strength 
when you're facing some chaos, some uncertainty that you can say yes? I think, uh, again, I think it comes from experience of seeing the amazing things that have come out of saying yes and and recognizing the growth each time because it's still not that I love to do that. I'll give you an example. I'm traveling this week. I'm I'm in western New York and speaking this week and I have class pass and I've been working all day with these CEOs and I look up, you know, what what workout I could go do last night. <laughs> and this is a dead true story last night and I look up on my phone and there is a belly dancing class like literally a block from my from my home. <laughs> well, you know, I just want to move my body. There was no other option, but I said, you know what? That sounds, that actually sounds kind of fun. I'm just going to go try it. And I walk in, it's in this quirky little weird old build, you know, house and this, you know, this woman is so <laughs> sexy and she has this little bralette on and this little flowy skirt. And there's just these other two young 20 something year old cute girls. And they're like, hi, I'm like, Hey, I'm Corinne from Colorado. I have class pass. And I just thought this sounded fun. And they were all their faces were like, really? You just signed up and came to this class? They're like, do you have any experience with belly dancing? <laughs> um, no, I just thought it sounded fun. And it ended up being like the most fun class. And we're flicking fans and shaking our bodies. I have no idea what I'm doing. But I, I honestly am having so much fun. But it was funny because even the instructor kept almost saying like, don't worry if you feel self-conscious. I'm like, should I be feeling self-conscious? You're I'm like, really- don't plant that in my head. <laughs> And I'm getting ready to leave. And these two young girls are like, I'm so glad you came. I, I mean, I, we just can't believe you just signed up and just came to this. And I said, I said, you know what? I said, thank you for saying that. And I said, you know, it. I'm, I'm older now. I said, I don't know in my 20s if I would have done this. And I said, just keep, you know, trying new things. And I said, and by the time, you know, you get my age, <laughs> you might like be fine just doing that. But I do, I don't know if it's age that necessarily has to do with it. I think the truth is I have had so many life experiences and a lot of really challenging ones, not just in my personal life, of course, but in my career and what I've chosen to do. And I really think the more that you can challenge yourself for what you want out of this life, whether it's whatever you desire. Mine is I just have an obsession with curiosity. You know, I may I am so curious. I'm, you know, I, I'm a cultural anthropologist. I love human beings. I love society. I love figuring out why people do what they do. So <laughs> mine is purely on curiosity that drives me. And so I think you have to figure out in you, what is it that drives you? If you have a deep, deep desire and passion for art or knitting or something like dive into it, find a way to make yourself uncomfortable in that to become the best version, because you look back in a year a year ago, you can't even recognize yourself. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you see that in your career. I look at stations or even my my PowerPoints from years ago, and I, I mean, I'm almost embarrassed, but that was the best version of me at that time. Yeah. And so we just keep growing. And so I think, you know, it's it's loving yourself for where you're at and knowing that nothing is forever. Nothing. I love that. Yeah. Nothing is forever. Nothing, nothing good, nothing bad. It's just moments. And we learn from them. We grow from them and they're, they're over. And then we're in this moment. And, mm-hmm. you know, my grandmother, I tell my CEOs this all the time and they crack up, but it's really true. My grandmother had a saying that said, quit borrowing trouble from the future. Ah, yes. (laughs) I would say probably most of the reasons why people are afraid to move forward is they're worried about things that they're borrowing from the future that haven't even happened yet. Mm -hmm. If you deal with what's right here in front of you right now, then none of it is really that overwhelming. Yeah, because they say 99% of the stuff we worry about never happens. So we're literally limiting our lives based on a fear of something that's likely not going to happen. So why would we do that? So you you went back on, there's this famous quote, you've probably heard it, it's from one of my favorite books, He Who Has a Why to Live Can Bear Anyhow. Um, It's Frederick Nietzsche, it's an old book, Man's Search for Meeting. You as a why to live can bear anyhow. And I hear you talking about like the reason why you say yes and developing a history that say yes and finding your passion. What would you say to someone that's like, I just don't know what it is? I find that, you know, and friends of mine and people that I work with as well, it's like, well, I don't, 
know what my passion is, but they know that they want to find a passion. Um, I know I found my why at my deepest moment when I was alone. My, my, I call my children my sunshines and I wanted to give them the life that they deserve no matter what happened to their parents. So I could bear anyhow raising them on my own because they were my why. So what would you say to someone that's searching for their passion, that's searching for their reason to say yes, that wants to find it, but just can't? I mean, I would say it's totally okay. I, to be dead honest, I don't know if I've (laughs) even found mine yet. I mean, people, Uh you know, say that all the time to me and, you know, that we, we go deep into your why. And sometimes, you know, to be honest, I, I don't even know if I really fully know what mine is yet either. And so I would say, you know, what I tell my kids right now, and what I've spent most of my life doing is figuring out what, I know is not my why, <laughs> right? There like you go. Almost, almost figuring out the things that you don't want to do. And <laughs> that's a hard pass. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I, think are, I think that's just as valuable, right? You, and it's okay to, to try something on and say, you know, is this, is this filling me up? Is this, is this what it is? And I believe that we have many different whys within our lifetime. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it, it shifts and changes. My why 10 years ago is very different than what's driving me right now. And I think that, that that's okay. And I, I think that for people that are, are worried about that is like, good. I mean, just keep, keep exploring. There's nothing wrong with it. It's putting a judgment on it, saying that there's something wrong or, you know, well, you haven't found it. Well, maybe you have, you're just, you've kind of outgrown that one. And now you're working on something else. You know, I look at my mom who became the most incredible artist in the unbelievable artist at like 65 years old. And you know, it's, it's like, it's not even the same woman that was my mom growing up. And so that's really inspiring and finding different things in your life based on experiences that you try, you have no idea what's coming. So keep going for it, keep trying new things and see what, see what speaks to you, see what kind of lights you on fire. I love that. Just keep going. So how does someone plan for chaos? Can we plan for chaos? Like when we're in those moments, because sometimes I'm like, wow, where she really would have planned on this plot twist. Like we know that things are going to come. They're going to change. Our whys are going to change. Our lives can completely change in an instant. How can we be better prepared? Well, one, let's, Amanda, let's differentiate something for a moment, because I think sometimes people get confused of a crisis versus a chaos, right? Crisis is those unexpected events, but they come in all shapes and sizes and unexpected events can have a positive outcome or a negative outcome, right? I mean, there's ones that are just an unexpected, you know, something good that happens that makes you feel happy or proud or, or excited. But then there's the ones that kind of knock you down just and most of those things are something that are outside of your control these events that happen are outside of your control you know the pandemic or whatever you want to be in place you know so uh, and um, someone thing in your family uh, you know an illness something like that those are things that are outside of your control but it's our reaction to the event that creates whether you're going to thrive and get through this or go into chaos. So I really believe that chaos happens when you stay in the reaction of the event. And I believe that there's really only three reactions. And for those who have seen me speak, I talk a lot about the ABCs, that the moment that that unexpected event happens, there's really only three reactions, like people who either avoid it, like, whoa, I don't wanna deal with this, or they blame someone else or themselves, or they complain about it. So it's the ABCs, avoiding, blaming, or complaining. And we all do it, Mm -hmm. all of us. It is a natural human reaction to react to an unexpected event. But how you then move through it, if you stay in the avoiding, blaming, and complaining, you will go into chaos or create chaos. Yeah. But if you move into a response, so you accept the suck, right? I always talk about embracing the suck. Mm -hmm. That moment sucks. That's okay. Like, don't pretend like it doesn't. Usually it really, really sucks. Feel it for a minute 
and then choose a different response, not avoiding it, not blaming it yourself or others, not complaining about it. Now moving into a response, assessing the situation, creating a new plan, executing on it. That's more the place you want to get into of learning that this is what my brain is doing. I'm upset right now. Yep. For sure. And if yeah. you I would think that was weird, right? Like, yeah. I would hope that you're upset in that moment, but it's moving, it's learning and experts. And for me, I feel like the faster you can move into a response and out of the reaction, that's how you thrive in chaos. That's how you, how you learn to accept everything in your life. And you can imagine from my perspective, I spent my entire career as an international aid and development worker, working in the most chaotic environments in the world with people and communities and places that you just can't even imagine. Oh. Or it's just a plane ride away where mm-hmm. you can't even deliver a baby safely and have any sort of neonatal care. Yeah. So for me, there is nothing in this life for me that I believe that I cannot overcome in the conditions I'm in. Does it suck? Is it hard? Do I get upset? Do I feel frustrated sometimes? Absolutely. But my goodness, This was the life I was just born into with the parents that I had, with the genes that I was born with, and I have to make the most out of this life. And that's what everyone is here to do. We're here to live and and use our whatever you were born with to the greatest ability that you can, because we didn't I didn't do anything to to be born this way. I just, I just like, Like, I'm me. Here I am. And here's the, here's the life in the cards I was dealt. And Mm -hmm. so I've always kind of felt a responsibility of, well, what are you going to do with that? I'm not going to waste it. Cause there's the temptation that we all have to just like, I want my life to be super comfortable. And sometimes, you know, I have been, I have served God on the radio for my career. I have traveled and served and helped fundraise for um, women and children in extreme poverty. And I've walked there in their villages and I'm like, and this is not fair, God. And then sometimes I'm like, well, God, like, can I just have like a cozy, safe life and comfortable life? How do we fight that urge sometimes to wish we had it more comfortable? than well, we actually I, do. <laughs> I think it's I think it's brilliant because I I have CEOs think about this a lot of it's never enough. And so you get there to whatever comfortable is in your mind right now mm-hmm. and now you're striving for the next. It's our our greatest strengths are also our weaknesses sometimes. And so that drive and that desire to keep pushing for that is is amazing, but I think we have to really set sort of how do you know when you're comfortable? What even is that? Like, is it something specific? Is it a specific number in your bank account? Is it a specific weight on the scale? Is it a specific, you know, school your kids are at? I mean, I I just feel like sometimes people say those things, but they don't really actually put a measure to it. And it's sort of like, well, how do you even know you're there? Because I would say probably everyone already is. We're living the most incredible, amazing lives ever. And so do you want more? Do you desire more? Or is it more things? I don't care what it is, but just be more specific in your desires for what it is and set actual measurable goals and put it to that. And then you can fight for that. Then you can strive to get there. But to just sort of put this blatant blanket statement out, I mean, my CEOs do it all the time. I ask them, actually, how do you want to feel at work. And they sort of say, I want to feel successful or I want to feel accomplished. I want to feel like I made a difference, like I'm impactful Mm -hmm. or, you know, happy. And and the next question I ask them is, well, how do you know you're there? How do you know when you are there? So if I want to feel happy, my happy may be different than your happy. But how do I even know what that is if I haven't sort of said it? And I tell people, you got to pull that into right here, right now. Maybe like, what do I need to do today to feel successful? What do I need to do today to feel happy? Because if you keep it in this huge place, you're just going to be constantly living in this sort of like 
striving and you're reaching it all the time, but you're never giving yourself the credit that you've already been there. You already got there, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, and yeah, keep, keep moving the goal out. That's what makes us amazing, but also take some time to celebrate the small wins and set realistic expectations on yourself based on the current circumstances. Yeah. But don't let yourself off the hook either. It's always a fine balance of pressure, but also acceptance of some some reality. I like to call myself like a rational optimist. <laughs> right? I, mean, I, I definitely, you know, the believe in being positive, but also being realistic. Some days suck. Like they do. Even for me, I still like have really, you know, crummy days, but <laughs> we all That's- do. And it's just... But it's a beautiful life. It really yes. is. And choosing that, you know, I've got two things I want to talk to you about without going too out of order. So, you you know, how do you know when you are there? Um, I'd love to know how you know, because it's funny when you said that, I think you, you rocked my world at that question. <laughs> like, because I'm constantly striving. And even my boyfriend, Sean, who says, I need to talk to you. Maybe I, now I know why I said, you got to talk to her. Maybe it wasn't just for the podcast, but he's, (laughs) I'm always like, okay, how many more downloads? I have this, this goal for downloads from my podcast. And then I reach it and then I make it bigger. Or then I'm like, okay, I've got to have this book deal. I got this book deal. And I'm, as I'm finishing the manuscript for the book, I'm already thinking, well, this is going to be my second book. Like what already like uh, writing that in my mind. I'm like, can I just celebrate? that I did this, but what is it? But how do you know when you're there? I was like, how am I going to know when I've made it? And, and honestly, I could cry because it is when I get an email or a comment from one of my brave babes, one of my listeners that said something I said or did impacted their life in a positive way. That's when I'm like, okay, like that's my mic drop moment. Is that similar for you? How do you know when you are there with all of your striving and all of your saying yes? So, you know, I have, I've created sort of uh, like a running list in my life of a few, you know, things that are, are some big accomplishments that, that I want to reach that are, Mm -hmm. that are sort of, you know, some are project based, some are things that, you know, I've sort of kind of set in my heart that within my life, I want to make sure I accomplish, you know, I have a few of those for sure. But I think that, we have to remember that our strengths are our weaknesses too, right? It's always a give and take. And so for me, it's just remembering, remembering that, like I have to do it to myself. I'm, I'm exactly the same. I'll be totally honest. Um, I can't believe I'm even going to tell you this, but I <laughs> it's podcasting. That's uh, a podcasting yeah, score. So, um, and it's actually <laughs> been, it's, you know, one of my biggest, you know, kind of life goals was, was to to receive my doctorate degree. And I thought I'm never going to be able to do that. And um, next week, actually, I'm being awarded my honorary doctorate degree in business administration. And I... I can barely even speak it out loud. And, and it's I notice like, you're like, you, you're so well-spoken. And as soon as you talk about this goal that you have and you're, you're like, it's like this little imposter oh, syndrome or something is I happening. Like yeah. In my chest, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sweaty and, you know, because I, one is deep down, I didn't really think I could actually accomplish it. And I know that sounds silly coming from me, but I really, and now I have, but it's funny how it's sort of like, oh, well, it doesn't feel how I thought it would. Oh, yeah. And I think that we have to remember that, that it's, it's never about the accomplishment. It's, it's silly. It's, it's about the journey and the experience. And I remember leading teams and, you know, we'd be in these countries and, and they'd be like, okay, well, when do we get there? I'm like, um, I'm just going to tell you, it's not that exciting when we get there. Like, this is it. Like yeah. This experience of being on the bus, this experience <laughs> of getting there is the experience. Yeah. And I think we have to remember that for ourselves, too, is that that's what I've been starting to really, you know, say to myself and, and knowing when you're there is like, well, now what if there is no there? 
I think that there might not be a there. I think it's very important to set specific goals. I I mean, that's how I've lived my whole life. I think having measurable goals is Mm -hmm. the way that you accomplish your dreams. You have to, because otherwise you'll let yourself off the hook or you, you know, that, and you set them in measurements that work for you. And yes, it's absolutely incredible. And then you strive to beat it. And it's amazing. But what I'm starting to feel as I get older is it's never quite, about the there. It's been what I have done in my life to get there. That is actually the most fulfilling, the most rewarding. And so looking back on the journey, looking back on all those people's lives that you've impacted in, in getting there in all the lives that, you know, that I've gotten to touch and be with and experience, like my life is just so rich. I just, you know, I am in love with the life that I've created by creating these experiences to get there. But I'm starting to realize it's not about the there. And I think that that's kind of fun and cool. I feel like I need to introduce you to a previous podcast guest. Um, She goes by the name of Coach Dar. Darlene Santor, and she um, is a mental skills coach for professional athletes. (laughs) It's pretty cool. And one of the things that she said is uh, what you reminded me of um, is we work so hard sometimes on building a resume for our career that we forget to build our life resume, a resume for our experiences. But you seem to have, I think we're similar to you seem to have joined together your career experiences and your life experiences. Do you think, and then joys just exudes from you. Do you think that is part of it? Like not, you're not, you don't just have day job and then life that you have all combined. Yeah, I think I definitely have figured out for me and it's always been that way is just like I said, you know, I just love experiences. And so I love new experiences. I love, I love sort of the, going after new things. I, I I guess that bravery or that courage to sort of say yes in 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 spite of fear, I, I like to scare myself. Not that I, you know, I get misunderstood sometimes that I'm an adrenaline junkie. I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I don't need to jump <laughs> off, you know, buildings or it's not a bungee jumping not for you. Yeah. My rush. No, my rush is like I get it from having experiences, going and exploring a new city or going and, you know, like today, going to the Niagara Falls by myself and just kind of just sort of trying out new things and seeing what I can, what I can go do and and experience. I I don't have like a day job or, you know, that, and everything has always been intertwined. My kids have always been fully intertwined in my work overseas and everything that I do. And I think I've also just, I don't know if it's, it's lucky because I feel like I work really, really hard. And, and I think that people have to remember that, you know, just because maybe it looks easy on, you know, social media, or it looks easy because, you know, of the gifts that I have from my genes and my, you know, like, I mean, but I also work so hard. I think about everything I'm doing all the time. I wake up in the middle of the night with ideas. I, I cry, I get frustrated. I, I strive every single day. And so I think that to remember that it, there is no shortcut in anything, not one thing in life, you know, as a speaker, people would always say, well, how do I become a better speaker? I'm like, I keep speaking and it's hard and it's scary. And you know what? You have to be okay sucking at something new. And that's really hard for some people. And, you know, someone like me, I played competitive soccer my entire life. Of course, like I like being good at things. Mm -hmm. I'm competitive by nature. And, but I have to suck at new things. You know, I have to suck at, you just have to suck some effort mm-hmm. and that's how you get better. And, and that's really speaks to your bravery of saying, okay, well, what are you willing to suck at? And I also think it's um, not being afraid of failure. How do you get through failure and times you're like, well, that did not go right. Or that speaking event didn't go right. Or that decision that I made, how do you push through failure? Well, I think that's a great thing to speak to because I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't see anything as a failure. It's all an opportunity. And I mean, sure. But again, in that moment, 
it sucks. And I'm human and I get my feelings hurt when I read bad Mm -hmm. reviews and I see things that, that still, I'm still a human and I'm still like, yeah, I'm going to push through it. And in the whole scheme of things, is it a big deal? Not really, but it still sucks for the moment. So to be honest, I let myself feel it but not very long. You just can't dwell on anything, you know, even the good things. My mom used to always say, you know, always burn your accolades because they'll weigh you down. And so I think it's also the same for your failures, right? You learn from them and you move on, you know, feel the burn of it. It sucks. Mm -hmm. And you got to feel the ouch and, and yeah. And it, sometimes it might take a day or two and you learn from it. The past few years have put everything in perspective for me, you know, of course, working overseas and being in those environments like we talked about and seeing the world through that lens just gives me unbelievable gratitude. But working on the police department in the past two years as a victim advocate and showing up in my own community to someone's worst moment of their life, (laughs) something that they were never expecting. And just stepping into that moment in their life and helping them move to the next step has been so just life changing for me because it can be any of us at any moment. And no one was ever expecting that moment to happen. And so when we talked about earlier preparing for chaos or preparing for a crisis, there's certain ones you're never going to be prepared for. Like who wants to be prepared for that? Sure. You can provide help companies, you know, get them, you know, make sure they have a crisis action plan for, for floods and fires and accidents and active shooters and all of those things. But there's some things like a tragic car accident or, you know, just, just stuff that I've experienced and seen just, you can't, you can't prepare for that, nor do you really want to live your life in fear. We don't expect calamity all the time. No. What is it that you do for that person in that moment that they're suffering? I can tell you, Amanda, it's been the most amazing, amazing experience to learn this skill. It's helped me so much, but also I can translate it to my CEOs as well, because if I can help someone on the worst moment of their life move through that crisis, you know, I can absolutely help CEOs with, you know, employees that are complaining or quitting or, you know, anything like that. But, but I think what I've really seen is that in those moments, it's never about the story. It's not about the why this happened. It's about this moment right here and working in these small sort of five minute increments, because, you know, maybe it's, coming into a family's home where I have to give a death notification that their teenager Mm -hmm. was just killed in a car accident. And you can imagine as moms, I can't even imagine receiving that news, having someone like me with a police officer at my door, giving that news. And some of you may have experienced things like this. And in that moment, I'm a stranger to this person trying to help them navigate the worst moment of their life. And it's looking at it then in, it doesn't matter why it happened or 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 whose fault it is or any of that. All I'm there to do is help you figure out how we just move from one moment to the next. Like you said, it's the wagon moment. Wagon it's moment. not about how you're going to survive Christmas next year. This right. is like, how do we just get right here into this moment? And I think for anyone who's ever struggling, it doesn't have to be this catastrophic, tragic event, even when we're struggling for inspiration or getting started on a project or even, you know, anything, it's coming into this moment and saying, okay, all I got to do is the next five minutes. That's Mm -hmm. it. And from there, you can move to the next 10 minutes and the next 15. And I think that that's sort of been just this incredible life experience to slow down. I think someone like you and me and most of your listeners, we live life at this like rapid speed and we got to get everything done. And there's more things on on our plate to even accomplish in the day than, you know, I, we can't even, no way it's even possible, but somehow we do, but it's kind of been fun to be like, Whoa, (laughs) it also works when you really slow down too this idea like on a race car you know when they come to that curve it's like we got to slow down to go fast 
it's so strange. And so for someone like me, who's pretty chaotic and a speed demon of my life, I'm suddenly saying, whoa, can I slow down to go fast? I don't know. It's a little scary. (laughs) I'm going to ask you two questions and I think I'd like you to choose which one you want to answer. Okay. They're kind of the same, but I'd like to know either what's the bravest thing you've done lately or what's the bravest thing you've done in your life? Which one do you feel like you would like to answer? Oh my gosh. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if I could, I don't know if I have the bravest one I've done in, in my life, because again, I think it depends at what phase in your life you're yeah. at. Right. And so yeah. I kind of like looking at, I mean, in that moment, it was the bravest thing I probably did. So maybe if we're looking at it for right now, uh, the bravest thing, well, and actually, okay, I will be totally vulnerable. She's got one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that because I think, especially with the, you, with your audience and these brave babes, mm-hmm. I think actually the bravest thing that I've done in my life that I left a very abusive relationship and I left an abusive relationship that, and, and then was honest about it to my world, to my kids, to, you know, and it really also inspired me to work into becoming a victim advocate and helping other women because domestic abuse and domestic violence uh, is not just for women of poverty. And, you know, there's a lot of misconception around it. And, you know, I have a very supportive family. I have means, I have education, I have, you know, I had everything, you know, you would think to leave and, and I didn't leave. And for a while, because there's a lot of other things that go into it. And I think that helping people see that, there's always more to a story. There's always more to something. And it's never about just that one thing. Or, And I think that's probably actually the bravest thing that I did because I left everything. I sort of, I mean, I had a beautiful home. I had security. I had, you know, this kind of great outside reputation of this life that and comfort and but no one knew really the truth of what was really happening and, and the, the emotional and, yeah. and some physical abuse that was actually happening to me. Um, and I think that actually like speaking about it out loud, which I very rarely ever do is, but not because I'm embarrassed. It's just, you know, I, know. Sometimes I think the environment that I work in with mostly male CEOs yeah. it doesn't really feed to that. So I love having this opportunity when I speak to women and speak with you to share, you know, it, you. Was, it not only was the bravest thing, but the hardest. I, I mean, the yeah. hardest because I had to start over. I mean, I, I really had to start over and this was, you know, I have two kids and, and, you know, it wasn't their father. This was, I'd already, I'd already been married. I'd already been divorced. I'd already, you know, felt like I jumbled them around so many times and all the pressure that went with that and had all the security from the outside. But I, I decided to choose me and choose, choose my kids and for them to, you know, having two boys, I mean, what kind of men were they going to grow up as if that was their modeling and, and how could they respect me and women if I was willing to stand for that? And I stand for women all over the world. And yet I was such a fraud because I was living in a life that actually ever imagined that someone like me, you know, people are like, but you're so courageous. You go all these, you know, and then like how embarrassing that, that I was almost embarrassed to, to tell the truth and even to my family, to everyone, because, but you know, it's funny how then kind of everyone already knows, but thank you for being brave to share that story. Cause that's going to make a huge difference, Corinne. And, and my full confession, I've said this a few times, I didn't leave an abusive relationship. God saved me because he left. And I'm embarrassed about the fact that I didn't have the guts to do it. But I'm so grateful that he did. And that I still was freed. And I like I and I'm here I am. I'm like this get your brave on book and podcast and all this stuff and, and doing a national radio show. And 
And this was a long, long time ago and when I was a brunette. Yeah, I don't even recognize that. I remember you saying, yeah, I didn't even recognize that woman. And I too, I remember going, how could I not have left? But I'm so many, grateful. many reasons for it. And so grateful. Story is mm-hmm. same. And everyone's story is so different. And and you know, I would say almost majority of my calls um at working as a victim advocate are, are domestic yeah. violence um calls. And I work with them in that in those moments. And and you know, again, it's it's just tough and it's both ways, right? Men, it is, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and everyone else. And there's, you know, I think that it's just, I want people to become more brave to talk about it, to know that there, there's not a specific look, there's not a specific, um, (laughs) neighborhood. Yeah. Neighborhood happens in. And I think, um, it's, it's not a specific reason why people don't leave. And so I think, um, it's tough, you know, and I think mm-hmm. I'm glad we're talking about. It. I I can tell I'm not as polished talking about. Okay, it <laughs> thank you for doing talk about it very often. Because, it's really hard. Yeah, it is hard, and and but I'm so actually really proud of myself. And what's really yes is I will be really honest. You know, I actually just I just bought my my own house um, actually last year, and and it was like really exciting because I went from living in this beautiful mansion. I mean, truly this unbelievable house. And I'm now in this little itty bitty house that I love more than anything. You're probably happy. And my kids are happy. My, they don't miss any of that. And I think, wow, it's never about the stuff. It's about what's inside the stuff that really matters. About the journey. And I know, you know, people say, well, only people of privilege can say that, but I'm telling you, honestly, it, it, I've lived both now and I can really tell you that um, the house was never worth it. And yeah. And, and the love is, is what's there and the authenticity and being able to be yourself and being able to, you know, choose a relationship that is so loving and supportive and, and that they do exist. And they so do <laughs> that are out there. I can tell you, it don't lose hope. I mean, I am was your biggest cynic in the world. And truly, I had dedicated my life to of service because I believed I didn't get to have love in this life. I felt like I had screwed up, you know, a million years ago when I first got divorced from my first husband when my mm-hmm. kids were two and four. And I just thought, well, love isn't for me in this life. So I'm going to commit my life of service and and giving to the world in a different way and and loving and get receiving love that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, three, three and a half years ago, it like everything that I believed was never true happened uh, with, with love. And it does, it actually does. And, and I think when you are ready, when you choose yourself, when you get your brave on, when you start living for you, mm-hmm. all the things show up that you ever dreamed of. And, and I know that sounds silly. And if I would have heard that years ago, I've been like, oh, I don't believe that, but living it and experiencing it has really proven to me that when you live truly authentically through your heart, authentically, mm-hmm with who you are, accepting all your, your, your good, your bad, your, you know, judgments that you have, whatever they may be, they're, they're all, they're all amazing and beautiful and they just show up in different ways. But when you really accept them and just sort of embrace it, everything else does start to show up when you're, when you're open for it. Corinne, I feel like you just gave us like this infusion of hope, just so beautiful, you know, And I love the definition of hope, a confident expectation of good things. We use it as a wishy-washy thing. Say that again. A confident expectation of good things over your life. It's the Greek definition of the word hope. And we use it sometimes as Mm wishy-washy. Oh, I hope I get that job or I hope I get that dream relationship. But why we say it, it's like we don't, we're actually implying doubt. But well, I love that you just gave me a different definition because I've actually that word has always kind of been that word for me, just like you said. It's always made me wish, wish. a little bit. Well, I felt like hope was like waiting or giving you a, a oh. chance to wait. Yeah, I believe that you get to wait. I mean, yes, you can hope 
but you got to work hard. <laughs> you have to do the hard stuff. Like, yeah. And so, you know, I think now you're giving me a different, a different perspective on it that I really appreciate because it's that confident that like being confident in yourself, but yes, hope, but it's also with that courage to make that step. Yeah. And so it's, it's taking that it is possible. It really yes. is. But Whatever you want. It it, it, it's and the it courage. Yeah. Yeah. It's the courage to get out of bed. And instead of in the morning going, I was bracing myself for what's going to happen today. Or you get out of bed and you go, man, I'm just confidently expecting. I can't wait to see what good things going to happen today. Right. And that also when things go wrong, which they might, mm-hmm. I totally confidently can handle it. And yes. I, think, I think that it's, it's having also the expectation that, there is no perfect there is. And it goes back to just the beginning of our conversation of like that being comfortable or, or kind of that, that comfort of our life. I mean, again, what even is that and how boring really? I mean, I think you would like it for like five minutes or maybe, <laughs> a week, but that's why we go on vacation. I mean, yeah. I think the biggest problem right now, and I know with my CEOs and even for myself is mm-hmm. not taking that time. I mean, you just finally took oh. some time to go f- do focused, focused work to knock this book out. I mean, mm-hmm. good for you. Like congratulations <laughs> to say, boom, I'm yes. going to commit to this. But a lot of us, you know, I think don't do that. And so I think that speaks into this too, is like, take that time. But this isn't that like self-care, like I appreciate right. that. And I'm not, you know, nay-naying mm-hmm. it or being a jerk about it, but also, I mean, I guess this comes from my background, but you got to earn it too. (laughs) You got to earn it. And I feel you got to earn the cucumber on the eyes moment. Yeah. I I think that we each have a different definition of what that is for us, but you know what it is for you. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, let's, let's kind of just always go one step beyond where you normally stop and you'll be so surprised where you get to. I'm going to write that down. Brave okay. babes go one step one beyond step beyond where you normally stop. Oh, yes. It's like one more rap for my trainer, but yes, you're right. I it love is, that. It is, right? yes. It's kind of like, okay. You know, and I, I mean, I it just, I love doing that. Like in writing, I love doing that in, in, in everything. Like, you know, can you do five more minutes? One more. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. I talked to you forever and I wish you lived in Sacramento, California, so we could have coffee. But if you're ever here, please (laughs) call me, send me an email um, so we can talk more bravery and more chaos. That sounds like a... Let's talk. Yeah, this. Well, I will be honest. I you may you may create a little chaos in your life by putting all this bravery on, but yeah, it doesn't have to be bad. It's I think there's always, like I say, I think there's always good within it. It always is, you know, finding the the finding the things that have come from it, finding those learning moments, finding those opportunities that happen, looking at it through a different perspective. You know, you need to acknowledge the the challenges, acknowledge them. It's not saying like they don't exist, but, but also really focus then on the good that's come out of it. And sometimes that's, that can be difficult, but I'm telling you, if you really look back on your life, everything you're proud of is right on the other side of fear. Amen. It is. And everything I look back, the moments were the most chaos. Sometimes I miss it. Like I miss that woman that had this adrenaline within her to move her three children across the country on her own in a beat up minivan to start life over. You had a minivan? Of course I did. You know, <laughs> I was I was the most basic person you can imagine. And now I'm not, by the way, I have a completely... See, nothing, nothing against minivans. I just didn't really see you as a minivan. No, minivan. now I have a completely impractical sports car and I have three children. So, but... <laughs> Okay. My boyfriend lets me know all the time. This is the most impractical car. I was like, I don't care. You're like, but I used to drive a minivan. So <laughs> I, I think now it balances out, right? You were so practical and now you're like impractical. Well, well, maybe we'll do a conversation next time about balance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, I'm not... in the extremes here. <laughs> Again, this conversation has come full circle. Probably why my boyfriend says you should talk to girls. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think I'm starting to get the um, I'm getting the the, uh, the duality here of you. <laughs> is there uh, one last thing? Is there anything that I didn't ask you that was really on your heart or that you feel led to share? Here's your little moment to put a little bow on it. Anything you wanted to say? If not, that's okay. I mean, I just thank you for this opportunity. I uh-huh. always feel so vulnerable and humbled by these times. And I think, you know, I appreciate the way that you really are able to dig out kind of our souls and some of the (laughs) things that are meant to be spoken. And I, I would just encourage everyone to just take a deep breath once in a while, you know, tell yourself, but you're doing the best you can with what you've got today. And I, I know that that's something I tell myself all the time and quit borrowing trouble from the future. And it's just that saying, you know, I'm wondering actually, do you have one that kind of you find yourself saying to yourself every day? Like, what do you sort of, cause that's, I'm always saying that to me, like, am I borrowing trouble from the future? <laughs> um, um, but what is it for you? Oh, good. You turned the tables. Um, Nice. There's a lot. I, you know, every morning I've been saying, Hey God, cause there's some chaos in my life right now. We always have some form of it. I say, God, I know there's nothing that's going to happen to me today, but you and I can't handle together. Mm, I love that. And that I practice, I call it the gospel of with, as I believe strongly that with is a word that, um, we don't give enough credit for because we were alone for so long during what we've been through, but the power of just showing up and being with people like you do with the the victims that you meet with and, and understanding that, uh, you know, I believe get your brave on is based on um, Joshua one nine. Have I not commanded you declares the Lord to be strong and courageous, but I'll go with you wherever you go. So it's not an option. It's a command, but he promises to go with So if we want other people to feel like that too, then we are the example of being with people in their moment of crisis, because that's the best example. That was not a saying, that was a bit of a sermon, (laughs) but it's absolutely so inspiring and so beautiful. And I know that, that I think that that just reminds us that, you know, we're never alone. Yeah. Whatever you believe, you're never alone. And and especially, you know, I, I say also to myself, when I think of, from, from that deep soul portion, as I say every day, use me, use me to serve, use me for how you need me to serve today. And I think that, you know, it's really that we're never alone. And, and Mm -hmm. when we show up for ourselves and when we show up for others, everything else is there and Mm -hmm. there's really nothing actually to be afraid of. And, with that, we can get our brave on and 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 continue to push past. And like I said, you'll look back and you won't even recognize the the person, the brunette that, that was driving a minivan. Yeah. <laughs> but I think also yes. to remember, I to just also give that brunette, or for me, mm-hmm. um, that that kind of insecure girl, a big hug too. And remember that at each phase, we were doing the best we could with what we had. And I think, and what we knew, and we've always, if you really believe that and do that with yourself, that you're doing the best you can with what you have and what you know right now and keep pushing forward and learn. Get your brave on. Get your brave on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Give you air high five. You're awesome. You're so awesome, Amanda. Thank you for what you share in the world and the gifts that you give. And thank you for um, what you do. I'm so honored to be part of the Brave Babes. Oh, yay. I can send you a hat. I'll send you a Brave Babe hat now. We got our own. And then I'll send you you a coin to to remind you to embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. I love it. And chaos. (laughs) That sounds wonderful. Thank you. Uh, You're amazing. Thanks, babes. So that's the secret to handling chaos. Just go one step beyond where you normally would stop. And remember, I love how Corinne said, everything you're most proud of will be on the other side of fear. We're both here to help you through this process. If you're finding yourself just empty and exhausted and lost, and you desperately want to experience more joy and confidence and independence, 
and you want community to be surrounded by women that are like you, join my Get Your Brave On coaching program. Five weeks to Get Your Brave On. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and download my free Brave Life Planner. I send you a video that explains how to use it. It's a morning routine and a goal-setting routine that will help you find the pathways that you want to live a more fulfilling life. It also includes a Brave Life daily planner to help you plan your day out and choose one brave thing to do every single day so you don't go so overwhelmed. It would be my honor if you found that and signed up for the coaching program. It's at getyourbraveon.info. And follow Corinne. I have a strong feeling this is not her first appearance on the Get Your Brave On podcast and that her and I could team up together to do major things for women in poverty all around the world. So follow her. I love her Instagram handle at chaoscorinne. C-O-R-I-N-N-E, her website, CorinneHancock.com to find out more about her. And I'll put all the links to this episode in the podcast. I also want to thank my friends at LifeAudio.com. Check them out. They have great faith-based podcasts on parenting, single parenting, prayer, and more. LifeAudio.com. And remember today, no matter what goes down, choose to get your brave on. God's word will change our life but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Well, that's where I come in. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week I guide you through a scripture, giving you space to listen to the spirit and pray about what's on your heart. Then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised you and I his peace, and throughout scripture, he has provided powerful truths and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and grow our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com. Thank you so much for your support of the Get Your Brave On podcast. I'd love to connect with you. Call my hotline anytime and let me know how this podcast is impacting your life and how you're silencing fear at 5304-AMANDA. Let's connect on socials and get more strategies to silence fear every day on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Amanda Carroll Show. And if you want to go deeper, join my Patreon. You can get daily motivations and prayers and meditations and live videos. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and sign up to be a member of the Get Your Brave On tribe. Join our Facebook group too. Just search Get Your Brave On. And I'd be honored if you would follow this podcast and subscribe and even leave a review. That helps more women just like you facing a plot twist find more strategies to silence fear. I'll shout you out in the next episode or even send me an email to amanda at amandacarol.org and tell me how God is using this podcast in your life like Kim did. She said, I just want to thank you for your podcast. I signed up in July and honestly, always deleted your message. (laughs) It's okay. Or sometimes just took a quick glance. But today was different. It was if God was drawing me to really take a look at it. And I did. After downloading the app to get a podcast, I went back and clicked on the prayer. As I stood in my bathroom, brushing my teeth, the words just filled the room with a peacefulness. It came over me and it was like a weight had been lifted. The stress of living with a few disabilities and being on long medical leave from work for over a year and the stress of trying to go back to work with homeschooling two kids, I was keeping it all in. I just wanted to know how much you make a difference. I even shared your podcast with my mom, cousin, and brother, (laughs) even though he's not a lady. He's going through a tough time. I wanted him to hear the prayer. So bless you. Bless you. I am so thankful that God used this in your life. You're my why. I'm honored to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out anytime. All the links are in the show notes. And I love the idea of you listening to the episodes while you're brushing your teeth. I actually think it's perfect. Start your day with me. So just make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Get your brave on.